Put your right hand up. Answer these questions based on your elementary through high school education. Put one finger down if you learned about Black Wall Street. Put one finger down if you learned about Rosewood or any other all black community. Put one finger down if you learned about the slave rebellions. Put one finger down if you learned about Sally Hemings. Put one finger down if there was any focus in your schooling on the fact that George Washington or Thomas Jefferson were slaveholders and exploited enslaved people for profit. Put one finger down if you learned about Martin Luther King Jr.'s later speeches and changing beliefs. Put one finger down if you were required to read more than two books by black authors. And this is why there's Black History Month. That's actually pretty powerful, right? Well, it's very powerful. I mean, it's powerful because it's the truth. Right. So how much of that did you get when you were in school? Now, to be fair, in my case, my high school years were in Puerto Rico. Okay, fair enough. So, right. but point taken. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of people in this country who, if they were asked to raise their hand, their hand and keep five fingers up and put them down if they heard any of those five things, mm-hmm. there would be a whole lot of people with their raised hands and five fingers up. Right. Right. And that's the point. Right. I. I heard, I think, most of that stuff. I didn't hear about Sally Hemings. Right. Um, I, heard about, I heard about Sally Hemings in college. I didn't hear about Black Wall Street till college. And I didn't hear about Rosewood till college. Right. Me too. But fun fact about Black Wall Street. So Is there a fun fact about Black Wall Street? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I get what you're saying, though. I'll say it this way. We will put this in the six degrees of separation file. Oh. Okay. On Black Wall Street, there was um, an attorney. Well, there's lots of attorneys on Black Wall Street, but, but there was an attorney. I forget the attorney's name. I may have to put him in the show notes, but um, the last name of the attorney was uh, Franklin. And attorney Franklin had a, a child who grew up to be a noted historian named Dr. John Hope Franklin. John Hope Franklin was five years old at the time of the, at the time of the Tulsa race riot and and the Tulsa massacre. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Franklin ended up being the uh, mentor and thesis advisor to my undergraduate academic advisor and, and African-American studies professor. Wow. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is with with this, because the point is, how many times have you talked to someone or been in groups like we've been in in groups about racism and justice? I think I'm going to stop calling it social justice because I think it's redundant. The number of times that we've been around um, people who call themselves white and they hear these things and they're just surprised that they didn't hear it growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times I keep thinking, like, if we were to teach history, you know, where would we be? Mm -hmm. I think we'd be pretty advanced, you know, and coming from our faith tradition, one of the first things that you do is you confess sins, right? Right. You you can't have reconciliation without admission of, you know, and so, so to know these things, it's not to bash. It's not, that's not the point. Uh, there's no point in that. It's just to know, 
right to realize that there's other stories that were never told on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and I hear it several times when I do a workshop. I mean, I hear I've heard it, I've lost count how many times I've heard it, you know, which is some version of, oh my God. I never right. knew this stuff. We right. didn't learn this stuff in my in my ex school growing up, whatever it was. And what do we do about it? You know, and and the so there's all there's always the automatic let's run to a solution. Let's go to this. You know, <laughs> but um, and there's there's invariably in those workshops there's invariably someone crying, some white woman crying. You know, the whole white woman's tears thing. You know, and mm. Like I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying that it's an observation. Yeah, you know, and the, and I don't know if irony is the right word, but whatever the right word is, because there are a lot of people who complain. Like, why do we need to talk about you know Black history, and why do we need to talk about Hispanic mm-hmm. heritage, and why do all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. For the same reason that there's a Black church, for the yep. same reason there are Black historically Black fraternities and sororities, because at some point in the history of the country. They weren't allowed in. Right. We were shut so, out. So you had to start your own. You had to start your own thing. You know, mm-hmm. we couldn't sit at your table. So we made our own table. <laughs> you know, so the irony is, had this been solved centuries ago, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. We wouldn't be needing a Black History Month. We wouldn't be needing a Hispanic Heritage Month. Right. And right. so on and so forth. Yeah. So. uh uh, a friend of mine on Facebook, every Black History Month does something really cool. What he does is he puts Black Puerto Ricans on his page. And that is the celebration of Black history. Yeah. Since we're American citizens, then he puts the, the snippets, a little bit of, of factoids uh-huh. about Black Puerto Ricans in this country. So... Uh, but we touched a little bit about celebrating Black history in our uh, last episode, in the MLK episode. There you go. Yep, yep. To remember what the people who fought to get the rights that African-Americans have, because as a side note, these things had to be written into law. Right. These, right, these rights <laughs> that African-Americans got. Right. <laughs> Which can be taken away. I mean, they're not now, but, mm-hmm. but they had to be put into law. Yeah, it's 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 not conflicting, but it's like we shouldn't be here. This should have been over and done with so long ago, mm-hmm. so long ago. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take until it's finally gone. I don't know if we'll see it. Yeah, I don't know. I I doubt we will. It'll be our kids' or grandkids when they're our age. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, politics, culture, and basically living while Black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And with our friend Justina Kenyi, we are just three POC living life loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough-and-tumble podcast streets. So, so just what's good, and welcome back to episode 
two in our four episode collaboration series with the ambassador podcast. And in this episode, Dr. Anthony Jones and Jared Cole, the host of the ambassador and myself are going to discuss how do you celebrate black history month? So if you recall, the first week was dedicated to why is black history month important? And then this episode is going to be, how do you celebrate or how do we as black men celebrate Black History Month? And week three, which which is going to be next week, is going to be black contributions to society. And then the final week of Black History Month will be local black history in our local context of Ames, Iowa. So you will not want to miss these episodes. And other than our cold open and branded content and so forth, we will replay those episodes in their entirety because since it's a collaboration, we're going to post the content on both of our platforms. So before we dive in to play that conversation, Andres, you have anything else to say? Anything to add? No, just enjoy the show. Learn something. See you on the other side. <laughs> See you on the other side. There we go. Okay, listeners. So now it's time to sit back and enjoy or drive and enjoy or clean or whatever you're doing and enjoy the second installment of our Black History Month series. How do you celebrate Black History Month? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Pass. I am your host, Jared Cole, and I'm excited to be bringing y'all the second installment of a four-week special on Black History Month. Um, and I have two special guests here. Uh, we introduced these guys uh, last week, Abdullah Muhammad and Dr. Jones. Man, it's glad uh, to have you guys here again today. And so without further ado, man, I want to jump right into this episode uh, as, we, as we talk about this next topic, how to celebrate Black History Month. Uh, I know this can be a, a a pressing question. A lot of the audience is going to be wondering, like, okay, like, what exactly do I do <laughs> for Black History Month, right? Maybe they've come on a journey of of, of listening and understanding, or maybe they heard uh, the podcast last week, and they're and they're wondering. Where do I fit in? What can I do? What's the right thing to do? <laughs> you know, uh, and all these sort of things. So I want to ask this question, toss this up to you guys, man. How how do you celebrate Black History Month? And when you when you answer this question, think in terms of personally, uh, and think in terms of uh, communally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, uh, how I celebrate Black History Month is that I, I am very intentional about um, choosing uh, books to read. Yeah. And so I kind of make it a, a point to uh, choose something that is kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of things that are popular, mm. but, you know, how people just toss things out about MLK and mm-hmm. they have, quote, mm-hmm. I have a dream mm-hmm. uh, speech. Or the Birmingham, you know. Now, I have a dream speech, the only speech. Yeah, that's like <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I intentionally go like I want to know deeper than that, mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I try to go uh, beyond what has been passed down, like and mm-hmm. you know things that we kind of flippantly say. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this year in particular, so I'm I'm intentionally reading uh, right now. I'm reading um, uh, where do we go from here. Uh, community of chaos. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And bro, <laughs> so I've kind of like started it and stopped. And so this year I made a, a point to say, I'm going to drill down yeah. into this book, man. And yeah. you get the real dude. Mm. Uh, wow. You get so the real MLK. Is, is, is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh. Uh, it's his book. Yep. I didn't even know that. Yep. Uh, wow. Coretta, yep. Coretta, Coretta Scott uh, King, his wife, uh, mm. did the preface. Mm. 
preface. And so uh, he breaks down, wow. you know, black power. It's a chapter, chapter two right now. I just finished up. And he's talking about black power. Wow. Man, it is amazing. So personally, that's what I do. I, I um, pick books uh, to personally read about uh, a person uh, of African descent and kind of get to know them. I love autobiographies mm-hmm. first. I love the the uh, first uh, person uh, books. And so mm-hmm. uh, I read, you know, traditionally uh, the autobiography of of of, uh, of uh, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. which I can I can pull that book up anytime right. and read that anytime. <laughs> so uh, just to answer the question. Um, is I, I typically go to books. Uh, right now, you can you can just tap in on YouTube and you can watch a documentary. You can watch some interviews. That's good. Uh, one of the dudes that I, I really really love right now is James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, anytime I can pull up an interview is just amazing. Uh, this man, these are people that like you kind of hear little things about yep. them growing yep. up, uh, but then I'm, I'm very intentional person to read read. Uh, uh, certain books by uh, individuals yeah, who have done cool. great things. Uh, can be. Yeah. Com- communally, um, right now, uh, again, you know, family, uh, reconnecting. You know, I'm mm-hmm. from Montgomery, Alabama, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. being able to go back home uh, and connect uh, with my mom and my cousins and my aunts, uh, to just kind of reconnect with family. So mm-hmm. communally, and of course, there are some traditional things here in, in Ames that we do with yeah. uh, NAACP Banquet. Uh, we have that. And so uh, communally, those are some things that uh, I do uh, from, my, from my seat. Cool. Hmm. That's good. What about you, Don? Um, let's see. Similarly, how I celebrate personally is... Yeah, I is is just immersing in a few different things, whether it's documentaries or books or um, like podcasts or those kind of things. And so there's a there, there's a few go tos for me. One is um, I come back to the letter from a Birmingham jail, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I do specifically because you know, like as a Christian, you know, I, I hadn't I hadn't read that as a believer mm-hmm. before maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I come back to that because that conversation that Dr. King is having with clergy and other believers, I think, is a really important one. Um, I uh, I always listen to and and have my kids listen to the I have a, like the full yeah. I have a dream speech, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, to see the context of that speech, the things that kids have heard before in the one line in the history book or whatever. I want my kids to know mm-hmm. here's the context of that entire that entire speech. Sure. So mm-hmm. I also listen to um, it's a famous Malcolm X speech, uh, maybe infamous to some, but it's called the ballot or the bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I listen to that. Right yeah. <laughs> now, and and of course, the title makes folks think. Well, see, that's what I thought about Malcolm X, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but the 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 crux of that speech really kind of also comes from the tradition that we as Americans have. When we think about what's the phrase, um, "Give me liberty or give me death." Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, praise God and pass the ammunition, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. But he's talking about. Man, th- this 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 tradition of striving for the the the, the franchise, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so I, I listen to those things. I also watch. Um, I watch this probably maybe once, maybe twice a year. Is Eyes on the Prize? Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's a chronicling of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a multi video series. It came out on PBS or whatever years and years ago, like in the, maybe the late eighties or early nineties. But I, I, I do that. Mm-hmm. 
And then I also, yeah, there's the family tradition piece where um, if I can, we go home to, like, to, to see family and whatnot. But um, personally, I actually don't do a whole lot out of that mm-hmm. personally because, um, like, you know, Anthony said in the last episode, for me, celebrating Black History Month is happening every day of the year. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. yes. like I'm always learning and growing and yeah. striving and remembering and trying to, you know, what what can I glean from this thing over here? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's typically what I do. And then and then as part of the community, you know, I, I also participate in the in the in the in the NAACP work. Um, and then um, I, I mentioned in, in the last episode that, you know, I, I used to be more involved in a lot of the community events like mm-hmm. the, you know, the say, say the MLK event in January and then other things maybe at the university yeah. or that the city does or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been kind of pulling back from that yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. you know, and, and again, because because it seems, and maybe it's not, you know, and, and, and I don't want to judge anybody's heart on this, mm-hmm. but the events seem performative. Yeah. Yeah. And I gauge that by the people that are putting on those events mm-hmm. very often are running in the opposite direction of what they say they're valuing during right. Dr. King Day or, or, right. or, or Black History Month, mm-hmm. or they're not doing anything mm-hmm. outside of that one day in January or that, that month in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right, yeah. and so, you know, I, I pull back from that for that reason. So yeah. um, that's kind of what, kind of how I celebrate. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong at all. You know, you guys are hitting this thing right on the right on the money where you're talking about, man, something that you can read mm-hmm. or something that you can watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know, yep. Uh, in, in order to celebrate, uh, I think reading and watching something is is a phenomenal way to go. You know, like I'm, yep. uh, uh, I love the the recommendations you guys are giving. Uh, I'm planning to to read through, and I'm just starting uh, Jesus and the Disinherited. Ooh, uh, Howard Thurman, yes, sir. by Howard Thurman. <laughs> you know, um, I had never read it before. It's been being recommended uh, uh, for a little while now. So I'm finally going to dive into it. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of watching stuff, like I have four little kids, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we're watching this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the other day, you know, we watched the, the, the Ruby Bridges movie, yeah, you know, yeah. the 1998 flick yeah, of, mm-hmm. of Ruby Bridges. And, and that was tough to watch through with, with my six, my, my now six year old, yep. you know, yep. who's, who Ruby was six when she was trying to integrate that school Ooh, down, right. in, down in New yeah. Orleans, you know? Uh, and so that was, that was really, uh, it was tough for us to watch, but it was, but it was, it was good for us to watch, yep. you know? And in terms of, um, you know, like we talked about last episode of, of entering into some suffering to get mm-hmm. to the to the commemoration and celebration aspect of black history. Mm-hmm. Like that's one way that I do this with my family is, right. is introduce us uh, all to these things, particularly mm-hmm. at a younger age. Yeah, um, you can do some of that. Uh, a ton of documentaries you can watch. James Baldwin has a documentary on Netflix right now. Yep. Phenomenal uh, a documentary of his. Uh, I love uh, the the the. The Jackie Robinson story, forty two, yeah. the oh, movie yeah. forty two. Yeah. Have you guys have you yes. guys seen that Chadwick yes, Boseman? Yes, sir. Uh, may the you knock out Chadwick two Boseman. birds, two birds, one stone. You uh, get Black Panther right, and you yes. get this phenomenal Black history uh, <laughs> yes. in this in this amazing movie, mm-hmm. man. Um, but just stuff like that, man, is 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 so much good to do uh, in terms of celebrating. Uh, so let's talk about um, this idea of celebration. But I also want to talk about this 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 counter idea uh, 
of appropriation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I think, or, or maybe Abdul, like you mentioned, uh, this kind of performative act, you know, that kind of goes on in the, in, in particular communities. I would imagine uh, your experience here isn't, isn't a unique experience. This is probably something that's, that's, that, that's mm-hmm. well done um, around the nation in terms of this performative act of Black History Month, performative mm-hmm. act of celebrating MLK, mm-hmm. while the society at large is running the opposite yeah. <laughs> direction, right? This, mm-hmm. yeah. this probably isn't something that's just um, um, made known here where we are. Uh, but when we think about these two terms, uh, how can we get to a place where we're tr- truly and really celebrating and not really appropriating <laughs> uh, the month. We're not appropriating a culture. To me, man, so the first thing that pops into my head is how, we can, how, how do we get there? We get there by following the great commandment. Mm-hmm. So... The A side is love the Lord your, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The B side is to love your neighbor as yourself. That's good. And so the way that we can get there to where it's not performative is how do we as folks in this community, or if you're listening to this podcast from somewhere else, how do we as people really think about what it means to love our neighbor as ourself mm-hmm. and to answer Jesus' question to Peter of who is your neighbor? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I think we can get there because let, let's just say in our community, 